0: The moment I realized things were gonna be different, I was driving home from spring break in Colorado. We were in Kansas, I think, and we got an email from President Caboni saying school was shut down for the next week. And even though we thought it was just gonna be another week of spring break, um, the semester ended up being canceled.
1: We all remember where we were when we knew COVID-19 was going to impact our lives. We'll hear what our staff remembers from their last normal days. And we'll also talk about a new Kentucky House bill that could remove the tax from menstruation products and how a Bowling Green family turned a tree into the gift that keeps on giving to the homeless population. This is the Top of the Week podcast, a production of the College Heights Herald at Western Kentucky University. I'm Laurel Deppin. A Kentucky state representative has proposed a new bill that would remove the tax on menstruation products. If passed, it would take effect on July 1st. Attica Scott is the state rep who wrote the bill with a group from the University of Louisville. She says the bill is meant to address period poverty and make these items more accessible. Patty Minter, another state rep and WKU professor, says food and prescriptions aren't taxed, so these products shouldn't be either. It's called The Warming Tree, and you may have seen it driving past the walking bridge at Riverwalk at Mitch McConnell Park. And it's adorned with food, socks, scarves, and more. People leave things by the tree as a donation to the homeless population that lives under the bridge. It was started in 2017 by a Bowling Green woman named Teresa Douglas. Her granddaughter, Kimber Doyle, has now taken the project over with the help of her mother. From March 11th to about the 14th last year, we all started having these kind of aha moments about the pandemic. Like, wow, this is actually happening. This is going to affect my life. I know I was at a restaurant on March 13th and I just remember the strongest, most sickening smell of bleach and cleaning products. And I was like, wow, okay. And I always want to eat at a sanitary establishment, but this was kind of a lot. And it made me think that maybe we shouldn't be eating at a restaurant around all these people at all. And after dinner, I went to two bars and I was told that they were the most popular bars in Lexington, but they weren't crowded at all. And it was a Friday night. It was spooky how empty they were. And I went up to the bartender and asked for a Corona of all drinks. And he sort of scoffed and made a joke about it and giving me a Corona after the coronavirus became a pandemic. And we all remember this and I don't think any of us will forget it. And I asked some of our Herald staffers to tell me what they remember from that day.
2: On the day of the announcement, I was located in the heart of Chicago, exploring sites all over the city, from the bean to the lakesides.
0: We went to Nashville, and we explored 12 South and had dinner, and then we went to the Bridgestone Arena for a Dan and Shay concert.
2: I was in Miami, Florida, not a care in the world, living my most normal life. Me and a couple people had taken a trip to Red River Gorge for spring break.
1: I was packing my bags in Denmark to go home. I had been notified that I needed to come back to the United States. and I had to tell my friends that I had to come back home. I was absolutely devastated.
2: When I received that notification on my phone, I was riding on the subway surrounded by hundreds of people on their daily commute. With subways having the reputation of being dirty and diseased, I was terrified with the fact that a global pandemic was in the midst for the foreseeable future. Enjoying spring break, all you could drink crowded bars, the sandy beach and Miami Heat. Little did I know, this would be my last normal experience.
0: The crowds, if you've ever been to a show at the Bridgestone Arena, if you don't leave early and you leave like when everyone else does, the crowds there are so intense. You are shoulder to shoulder with everybody else. And we were trying to get down, um, trying to get through the crowd to the escalator. And I remember having like a mild anxiety attack because the crowds freaked me out so much at the time. And that is just something that feels so foreign now.
2: And I remember that day we had taken some of our cars through an off-roading trail. And when we got to the end of it, we all got signal and at the same time got this notification that there was uh, an extension for spring break.
1: Um, It was really difficult because I didn't know how I was going to get home or what the plan was. Denmark had just closed its borders and... Everything was new and scary and no one knew what anything meant.
2: All of us were excited, of course. Who wouldn't be? It's longer spring break. Um, we talked about, oh, we're going to go to the beach. We're going to go uh, travel out west and do a bunch of stuff. Um, but I think all of us felt this realization that this virus was going to affect us.
1: That's it for this week's podcast. For more news, you can get The Herald in your email inbox every weekday by subscribing to our newsletter at wkuherald.com slash newsletter. The print edition is still available around Bowling Green and WKU's campus with new editions out every Tuesday. Thank you for listening. Top of the week will be in your feeds next Wednesday. So remember to follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Have a great week.